intro or me? I'm doing it. We live. Welcome to the Combo Wombo. It is myself, Mr. Gimpy, and to the left of me, Chipped Monk. What's up, brother? What's up, bro? How's it going? nothing, man. It's, oh, it's going great. It's going it's better than great, actually. It's hard to do actually. the intro, do that pressure, dude. It's very hard, especially I feel, when I'm I start like... getting into a rhythm with it. Right, right. I get that. I get that. It, next next time you're doing it, for sure, because I feel like I messed it up. <laughs> no, man. It's how you get better. You got practice. <laughs> you just got to keep doing it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's right. We could do so, another take. You want another shot at it? I mean, I'm already recording, but uh, let's just pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll pause. We'll pause. You don't need to pause, dude. Just keep going, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, all there it's it is. Pause. This is live, bro. <laughs> all right. Welcome to the Combo Wombo. It's uh, me, Mr. Gimpy, and Chipmunk to the left of me, and we're here to blow your goddamn minds. All right. Boom. There it is. That's Get it. That's the one. Welcome. Yep, yep. It's Valentine's Day right now at the time of recording, so you know if something's getting blown. We'll it's at least going to be your next mind. Year. Yeah. Right next, twenty twenty two is when you is when this will release. Yeah. Uh, so I'm yeah. excited today, man. I I got the Fatal Fury hat. You guys saw the uh, Mortal Kombat hat a few pods ago. I got the yeah. Fatal Fury cup. <laughs> Terry are you Bogart, okay? are you are you okay, Buster Wolf? Uh, the he's like, hey, come on, come on. That, that's his uh, intro. That's when he comes out and he just, just beckons yeah. you. Uh, behind me that you don't see um, on camera, I actually have a Geese Howard uh, picture. Uh, it's like, it's, but it's of a goose wearing his outfit, Goose Howard. <laughs> so, so uh, like, I, fighting games, my favorite genres are FPS and fighters, and they fight for the number one spot, like, daily. Um, so this is, this is a pod that if if it wasn't happening, it was just going to happen organically at some point because of just my past in You'd fighters. You're a man rambling on the streets about fighting games. I'm already that man, dude. You have yeah. no idea. So yeah, I saw that uh, Evo, I believe this year, they had brought back Killer Instinct. We were talking about last week, I think, a bit. Uh, and because yeah. their netcode was so tight. So mm-hmm. the studio that originally worked on it, they're like... Uh, Basically, Microsoft was like, what do we have in our library that we can put in? And they're like, oh, we got Killer Instinct. We need a fighting game to throw in with our uh, games as a service model. Uh, They found like they just started taking out bids. They're like, hey, who has a proposal for us? I think the people who worked on like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, They did a great job. Uh, So good. In fact, they got bought up by Amazon. Another topic we always kind of talk about where Amazon keeps on buying up studios and shit. And they keep yep. on not making games. It's weird. It's the weirdest they, thing. Are they are they doing mobile releases or something? Is it just like in a space no. we're not aware of? No, no, no. They they have everything tied up in two games: New World and uh, that game that we were talking about a couple weeks ago that none of us could remember the title of the yeah, weird like mobile hybrid. Right away so it starts with the C, I believe. Whatever it's yeah, called, you know. Have- and I, it's going to be a bit on the on the pod as well. I'm never going to look that game up <laughs> whenever we bring it up. It's just game. whatever it is. Yeah. It yeah, might be because... huge. It's probably the next big thing. Who knows? They're like, we're putting <laughs> millions, of, hundreds of millions of dollars right, in right. research, buying up tens of studios to work on this thing. Uh, True. So then it got handed off to Iron Galaxy, and Iron Galaxy mm-hmm. took over Killer Instinct. Uh, and it was such a new concept, like the free-to-play model fighting genre. And yep. people were like, oh, is this a ripoff? Because I think it was right around the same time that Street Fighter just came back out. 
and they had content on the disc that you had to pay for as DLC. Street, Street Fighter Cross Tekken was that game. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know if I don't know if the time periods are exact, but I think it's like right around that time where people are like, "Is this going to be another cross Tekken fiasco?" It's about a, it two, be a clown year and a half, two fiesta. year gap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're right; that is the worry. <clears throat> yeah, and then people were like, "No, man! Like it's Killer Instinct. This is going to be great." Uh, the people, the higher ups, like this was their thinking. They didn't do the best marketing and messaging, but they're like, "We're going to put out this game. It's going to be cheaper this way because most people only want to main one or two characters." Uh, and it's going to cost them twenty, thirty dollars, and they're going to get all the kit, all the like cosmetics. They're going to look dope, and they're going to be stunting on their competition. They're going to be playing their main, and they're going to have exposure to all the other different characters. And we'll have free to play weeks, so they can be like, "Hey, try out all these other guys yep. that we're working on," yep. uh, and we can have like seasonal rollouts of different characters and stuff. And this will help keep the game balanced. It didn't quite keep the game balanced. They still kind of ran into uh, feature creep of. The new guy, the new bright and shiny guy. I think we just saw this with um, Tekken. Was it like what was the new Fugram. guy with the the dreadlocks? Uh, oh, uh, Leroy, I believe. Leroy. Yeah, coming uh, out. He got he, he got nerfed pretty hard. Uh, Fukuram like is four times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Fukuram right now, even like I guess in in tournament scene is is pretty dominant. Um, so at the time of recording, he's. He came out right after Leroy and uh, just just wiped wiped the floor with every other character as far as um, you know tier tiers go. So uh, they'll, they'll balance it, but that's that's when you get a new character in any game, you're you're going to run into that issue. I I think that as um, like a growing public, um, if we go back to the arcade era when you had a revision a and a new time. character came out. You had to learn the new characters, and if they were broken, you get another revision. But uh, yeah, no, you're you're on the, you're on a great track, man. Keep going, I love it. Yeah, no. So like, kind of going back to your thesis, like where I'm like, I wonder how much of it is like the designers putting down an over, or is this character balanced against everybody else? Except nobody's seen it before, so they don't know how to play against it. So it feels like they're being cheesed a bit. Where it's like, uh whatever it is, like the five minute mile, you know, where it's like, oh, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. Then somebody does it. Yep. I think it could be like one of those things where it's like, this person's really good at this care. I don't, I, I know people like the experts break down by like mm -hmm. the frames, yep. by like the damage output. They're like, well, if you look on like a spreadsheet, it's already busted, but yep. I don't know. Like they, they might, they might be right. And I, I think this creeps into a lot of like uh DLC model games where like the new guy comes out super powerful. So you have to buy it. To be competitive, you see it a lot in like uh, trading card games. You see it mm -hmm. like uh, like any mobile game out there right now, where it's like, oh, the new hero is going to be super ridiculous. You see it in League of Legends all the time. I think they just did the same thing with their new champion, yep. where he has like three different champion powers or whatever, and everyone's like, he's so busted. He's picked in ninety percent of all games played. Yeah, like, yeah, type of thing. You have new character, like 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 the. Like it's new now, so that's what you're after, though. When League, yeah. I feel, and in fighting games, it's, it's the same thing. New character comes out, everyone and their mom's gonna try the new character. Um, so Can you say I your think, mama, yeah, <laughs> your mama, everyone and their mama, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so I I think that that just being a new character, no matter what, um, it's it's gonna be like the most picked until the meta like kind of gets established and people go back to their mains or or switch or whatever. Uh, uh, and so speaking of Killer Instinct, uh, you're right. People were nervous about that game coming out thinking it was going to be a huge ripoff. 
Uh, it turns out it wasn't. Uh, it's probably one of the best values that you can get. Is yeah. it had what I want to say is the launch as far as the technical side of it that every studio strives for. The to this day, it has the best net play of any fighter. Um, what what the especially uh, with Iron Galaxy's tweaks and stuff. What they were able to accomplish with rollback netcode on a AAA platform is so incredible. It makes me sick playing other fighting games without that level of rollback. Um, the best thing SNK did this this past year was look at their own products, which are fucking amazing. Uh, we got you know King of Fighters fourteen, super fun. People like crapped all over the graphics, but the gameplay was so solid. Samurai Showdown, the the reboot slash re-release, or not re-release, the, it's kind of a reboot, it's not, but anyway, uh, came out. The Hollywood Approach. Fantastic game. Uh, uses delay-based netcode. Um, SNK looked at themselves and did something that I believe every Japanese studio needs to do and go, our netcode sucks. Let's let's do rollback. Let's get out of our out of our own head and get out of our own island because they they never had an issue with online because they all live on you know this this small area where they can yeah, all play against each other or they'll go to arcades. Yeah. So so uh you know when when those games come over to the states or Europe, Australia especially, yeah. And the netcode sucks. That that game is just gonna die. Uh, because you don't have, unless you have a local community, that game's done. And I think the biggest offender of horrible netcode is Nintendo. Um, Fighting game players have like a love-hate relationship with Smash. Um, I personally will play it casually. Um, I don't have like the hate that a lot of the FGC does for the Smash community. I've heard um, that if you get rid of uh, tournament play of Smash and Yu-Gi-Oh cards, you get yep. rid of ninety percent of all the problems in esports. <laughs> like you just ban it's those funny. two things, right? Like right? Like, right? We we have to have weird rules of like you have to have a bath before a game. Yeah. Th- yep. Did somebody like throw like a like a fish at somebody at one of these things? Like a crab? I, like a live crab? Like that's hilarious. Lobster? I have not heard that. Yeah. A, <laughs> at least People not in the FGC side. That's hilarious. Uh, the bath thing I, I will touch on when we talk about competitive parts because that that's true and. And there's a stereotype for a reason on some things, and the Smash community, I don't know if it's like the mean age of that community, but there's definitely some hygiene issues. I, I, I'll I do like a top three tier list of uh, hygiene per, per uh, FGC community. <laughs> yeah, they're, the, the sweat, they're literally the sweaty basement dwellers, like what, what's come 100%. out to play Smash, dude. 100%. But the game's solid. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely so, a solid game. People are all like, it's I, a I party fighter. This, uh, mm-hmm. Sorry to get off here, but... Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, shower thoughts, if you will. Yeah. What do you consider a fighting game? Um, is it because for me, as I was sitting there thinking, yeah. I think it's of a one-on-one competitive match, and I feel like Smash, four people, man. I feel like you break like anytime because I was thinking about like the the evolution of uh, the genre, yeah, and like in the early nineties, kind of like we're touching on a little bit, uh. There's like one to one arcade uh, beat em ups. Yep. Uh, you know, beat em up, you know, not to use it in the genre type where you're side scrolling mm-hmm. fighter like a uh, double giants or whatever. I'm talking about like, you know, two guys rock em, sock em, and robot yep. it out. Yep. Uh, but then, like in the aughts, uh, as soon as we got like 
the four player console games, mm-hmm. you had almost like a next step where it was like a party game yep. where it was yep. like a, you had to compete against other people, but also like there was wacky shit thrown in there for flavor. Or like yep. a gumbo. They're like, we're going to throw a little spice in it. You're going to have to fight three of your buddies, <laughs> but also like every once in a while, we're going to throw like a, a taser bomb or in the map. A, yeah. a handgun. Yep. <laughs> and then like I, that kind of like evolved to like Smash where kind of it took all those different like elements and like codified it into a fighting like side platform thing where it's like yep. you had to have a little bit more awareness than like uh, a fun breezy arcade game, but yeah. Do you consider four-player fighting games fighting games, or is it something different? It's typical. Those are. I'll, I'll is answer Smash it. Bros. The parts. battle royale of fighting games. No, uh, Smash Bros. is the definitive platform fighter, which I believe the hardcore people um, will say that Rivals of Aether is the better, like, balanced game. But obviously, if you're not playing Smash and you're a platform fighter, you're basically non-relevant. Unfortunately, I think that Smash did bring birth to the genre of platform fighter where it's basically a if you remember like the versus modes in beat 'em ups like Guardian Guardian Heroes um the end of Double Dragon when you had to fight your brother for for the girl um, Dynamite Cup it's basically it's the one. the evolution of that because um the it, it, it the, I mean the term platform fighter says it right there it's like a platformer with like just fighting moves uh, it's it's uh, it lacks the execution of a traditional fighting game so I I would say just in the broader sense uh, I think it does have a place in the fighting community um, but I think that it's definitely a separate like subgenre all on its own it's kind of like if you take Tetris versus like a like a match three game. They're both, or like a color match three game. They're both puzzle games, but I think they're two separate sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? Um, I would say like that's like saying that. I think the more the, it would be like a shootout in soccer or mm-hmm. baseball. Like if you're going for like grand slam like tournament where like it's just a pitcher throwing a ball against like a a batter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a difference between like a one on one competition and then like when you bring in like a team of people and even yeah. if they're all competing against each other like. Yep, I don't know, man. It feels like there's a uh, there's difference there. Like I, it's. Uh... I will say, um, I'll, I'll say this about Smash. Traditional, uh, like overall, it's a platform fighter. Um, it's more of a it's more of a party game, and I'm probably gonna get hate in comments. But let me let me clarify. But if you it's take Smash, game. if you take you Smash competitively, smelly. take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you play Smash competitively, then it's a fighter because you play one on one. The execution, like just room for error is very small um there's definitely a lot of skill that goes into professional smash play um i have a buddy uh search so i'm so i've done uh traditional fighting games competitively I've done street fighter mortal Kombat, um a little bit of tekken um uh let's see i tried out blast blue never, never took it to a tournament or whatever but actually no no i did do one blast blue tournament so you know traditional fighters like that um, and it typically gets to a very high tier versus all of my friends. Uh, uh, and I played Smash Melee, and I learned how to wave dash, learned how to do that. That was fun, but I just never like really... I, I don't like playing f- like Final Destination, no items, Fox only. That's the boringest thing I could ever do. I'd rather play it as like a full party fighter. But I have one buddy who is exceptionally good at platform fighters. 
like so good to the point where if I'm playing him, I am gonna trade my ass off uh, to to get used to to countering his stuff. So uh, as a as a one on one game, Smash belongs. Smash definitely belongs. See, um, I feel like the. Do you remember the first game you and I played the fighting game? Hundred percent, hundred percent. The very first game fighter I ever played was Mortal Kombat Two. Um, no, no, with you and me when we. Oh, it was me, you other. and I. Was that MK or was that uh, yeah, uh, Marvel's like Capcom? Too. Was it Marvel's Capcom too? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, uh, I think you didn't know that. Like me and the professor are like really we're okay. We're not great. We're not bad. Mm-hmm. I would say we're like we're we're some couch potatoes who have played a lot of MV. So like you come in and you're like, oh, you guys are playing some, uh, <laughs> yeah, some. Uh, and we're like, yeah, man, sit down. Uh, like, and then like. I think you're like kind of going easy on us. Like you're kind of like assessing the situation. Yeah. Uh, and so like uh, we're kind of taking turns. Like the winner keeps passing the joysticks. And like <laughs> also like uh, I think like I beat you. Then the professor beats you. Then I beat you again. And you're like, okay. Uh, <laughs> like, you like, up, and like I don't think we like won another game. Like, in like the next like 20 matches. Yeah. You're like, uh- <laughs> I, I will put some, some light onto that. So, like I said, fighting games are my favorite genre. Um, MVC2 is, is definitely top three game of all time. Uh, so, growing up, Marvel Super Heroes versus Street Fighter was like my versus game. I owned it on the PlayStation, played it all the time. And then whenever, whenever I went to the arcade, I played uh, X-Men versus Street Fighter all the goddamn time. Uh, I went a long time, and this is the early 2000s when fighting games were on a, were on a decline. Uh, me being at a certain skill level, I didn't have any local competition. So high school rolls around, and uh, I meet um, our mutual friend Sir Solace, uh, uh, Julian, and the second one of the halves of Danger Kings. Uh, we play Marvel vs. Capcom two. He wipes the floor with me. He just uses Psylocke and one hundred percent me, and I couldn't do anything. I was like, I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like. I'm good at fighting games and this doesn't happen to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So he lets me borrow the game and borrow the Dreamcast. Hi. <laughs> All right. Hello. We're just going to have a special guest. All right. All right. You got to be quiet. Okay. Reminiscing about fighting games, child. Take a <laughs> sit around. <laughs> All right. So everybody, this is my daughter, Charlie. She just woke up. <laughs> All right. So sorry, pod. Just be quiet. Okay. Daddy's talking. All right, so um, I take the game, I go back, I lab. I lab for probably two days. I come back, um, and keep in mind, I played a lot of Marvel Super Heroes versus, versus uh, Street Fighter, played a lot of MVC1, and I destroy Sir Solace. <laughs> um, it's to the point where I learned an infinite for Spider-Man and did that on him, and he was just like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, how did you, what? <laughs> um I love fighting games, man. Uh, and and if if you beat me at a fighting game, uh, there is no lengths that I will go to like go back lab and win. Um, it's it's like like that's why I say fighter, fighters and FPSs are my favorite because it it gives me that competitive fire and it's what I crave, especially after having kids and stuff. Um, and and the reason why I got like so good at like fighting games and FPSs was. Like back in, like I want to say fourth grade, uh, I I sprained my knee and broke uh, 
my right pinky and it was they had to use like like hold uh my ring finger with my pinky so it doesn't so you know it doesn't bend or anything else and then so they put a cast on the whole thing and i couldn't play play uh anything for a long time but my uncle takes me to the arcade this hands free and the buttons were big enough where i could just take the whole cast and like smash on the on the uh, uh keys so i did that and lo and behold like like when i get the cast off and actually I can use my fingers now. I'm killing kids in the arcade. My I shared this story on Reddit, but the very my very first competitive fighting game uh experience was I was in elementary school. Uh Mortal Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 just came out. My uncle comes up to the to the to the school and goes, Yeah, uh you know, you know Gimpy has a <laughs> he calls me Gimpy, of course. Yeah, no. No, I'll use my name. He's a Scott Scott has a has a doctor's appointment. I got to go take him to it. My student and my sister goes to the same school. He's like, no, nah, I don't need her. We're just going to take Scott. So, so we go to the arcade, the new game's out. There's a line. We get there. And, uh, that was big sub zero guys. So sub zero is the only ninja character that was in mortal Kombat three. Um, ultimate comes out, scorpions back, reptiles back. It's like, it's like the greatest hits of, of MK. And, uh, yeah. so we're all they playing start everybody in there. They start collabing yep. all yep. the names. Yep. So we get there, and my uncle's my uncle has a line, and he's just destroying. And I'm just sitting there watching. I'm just itching to play. And uh, some guy comes up, looks like this high school kid who obviously skipped. And keep in mind, this is the '90s. We so had like a surge and like a backwards cap, and he was he was '90s cool, an offspring or a bad religion T-shirt. And uh, so he he puts his his soda on top of the arcade and goes, "Hey, let somebody else get a try." And he's like, "All right, you you can play against my nephew." I come up, I pick Sub Zero, flawless victory. I'm like, okay, he's like, what the hell? Have you ever played this game? I was like, nah. <laughs> uh, second, second game, uh, flawless victory, and I do the, and I just mash the uh, block, block, run, block, run, which is like the Sub Zero fatality that everyone learns first in Mortal Kombat Three. It it works in Ultimate because it was just like basically an expansion, and I did the fatality. I was the first one in the arcade to do a fatality, and the whole room just went, oh! <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> There is no bigger endorphin rush than than ten to forty people and higher just getting hype off of something you did, and it's it's like if you played sports or anything else and you did made like a, a really good play. If uh, if you're doing like a comedy and you kill a room, it, you know just things like that where you have all the attention is at this one point and you had a shared experience. So then I get a line. So I'm going. We're just my uncle and I are switching off, running through, and we let people just decide who they wanted to challenge. So um, so then this dude, this is the very first time I won. I won money playing games. This dude, boom, puts money on the on top of the arcade machine. Goes, I'll beat you with whoever. It's like okay, beat him next. <laughs> money keeps getting added keeps getting added keeps getting added um after i uh, keep in mind i'm a kid so so like the time frame is just gone for me but i feel like after 40 hours no <laughs> you know, after like four hours or, it was definitely hours. like the, like the, the length of a school day some guy comes up and goes can can i just want to play against my friend you guys are, are beating all of us can, can we play together i was like no that's fine so we take our winnings my uncle looks at it he goes we have like 80 bucks here <laughs> <laughs> so he goes you know what he's like half of this is yours i was like all right so we go to at the time funko land if anyone in the midwest uh remembers that game store that GameStop bought set up, GameStop. Bought up. Yeah, yeah. yep yep i uh, we went to funko land and i bought earthworm jim 
for the Sega Genesis, and that was my prize. They used to have so, the newsprint uh, with all the prices on it, if you remember. Yep, Land. yep. Just like yep, a newspaper, yep. like, whoosh, and you yep, and you have price like, games. like a phone book. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you yes. remember phone books. Uh, yep, yep. So that's, so, you know, that's the first like time I Google search, but on paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a newspaper boomer <laughs> no um so yeah that was the first time i ever uh, took anything competitively and got that like fire for it and like i said like fighting games bring out the competitiveness in me uh, and like growing up my uncle was the best mortal Kombat player he and he was really good at arcades as well so i knew it wasn't just i'm a kid and he's older and he's just better than me at it no he was really really good um so like growing up, I I never stopped playing Mortal Kombat three, ever. <laughs> um, yeah. So I continually played it. And then when I hit teenage years, um, it had a re-release, and uh, and uh, uh, we played. And for the first time, I beat my uncle <laughs> Mortal Kombat, and he's like, "You've been practicing this whole time." I was like, "You have no idea." <laughs> um, so so with Sir Solace beating me, like uh, infinite me or like you know just wiped the floor with me with one character in MVC. Um, there's no way that's happening. <laughs> I think the uh, only game, like I kind of started out the first fighting game proper I played was Mortal Kombat one. And that was in the arcade. Yep. yep. Uh, I put a good amount of money in it. Probably like, you know, uh, over the course of the time frame that I had access to that machine, it's yep. probably like two, $300, like in quarters I've probably put into it. Yep. Uh, but there was nobody there because it was like a like at a bar, so there's like nobody there trying to play Mortal Kombat uh, with was, some punk kid, uh, yeah. neighborhood kid. Was it uh, by you? So the only thing I could do is like beat the story mode, uh, which mm. is insanely hard. It's to Insanely do. hard, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I would use Raiden. That was kind of who I'd mess with. And yep. I don't know. From there, I went on to uh, man. I think Soul Calibur Two. Was like the next game I got like really good at. Okay, wow, that's a, that's a huge gap. He was still like, <laughs> so it's like I, I two thousand two games, but like none yeah. of them like reached like my my heart and soul, if you will. Yeah, you know, I played like your your Street Fighters, your Turbos, mm-hmm. or uh, yeah. man, uh, I, I played Mortal Kombat two and three. I had Ultimate on. Uh, they come on, Sega Saturn. Yep, it did. Yeah, I think my older brother had that for Sega Saturn, I want to say. So I played yeah. it there for a bit, uh, which I hear is probably the better edition of the game, but whatever. Uh, uh, no, it was a launch title on the Sony PlayStation. So it might have been yeah. the PlayStation version, because it came out on the Genesis for sure. Um, Super Nintendo. I think it was a. I think it was exclusive to the uh, PlayStation, actually. If there was a Saturn release, it came out like a year later. But I mean, it could be. I, I can't remember off the top uh, of my head. We'll have to look it up at some point, but I'm not yeah. going to. Yeah. I, I like no, the myth. It was probably, like you're saying, probably PlayStation or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, from there, like, I, I would say, like, I got good at, though. Like, I dedicated the time to mm-hmm. from, like, it was, like, Mortal Kombat 1. Then the next game, I, like, really became a, a, a student of the game. Uh, it was Soul Calibur 2. Yep. And I got, like, stupid good. Like, there was, like, nothing to do. It was, like, one of those summers where there's nothing going on. And, like, I just yeah. set up a sweaty in my uh, mom's attic, just playing Soul Calibur <laughs> 2 to like an insane nice. degree. Like where I was like, I just, there's just, that was the game I had. And like, it just had that replayability and I like mastered like every character in there. Uh, yeah. I knew all their movesets, all this stuff. 
And I don't know. The only time I played against other human beings was like their first time playing the game. Uh, out the yeah. party like drinking. And yep. I was just like, oh, so caliber too. Cool, guys. Enjoy. And they're like, oh, you don't want to play? And I was like, no, I, I'm really good at this game. And they're like, no, man. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I, I'm like super good at this game. Like, this is like, I play this game way too much. Like, you know, like, they just think like, you're like, oh, you're drunk. You're humble bragging. Right, like, right. No, boys. Like, I'm seriously good at this game. Like, and there's like, it's like a 30 party, like 30 person deep party going on. And like, <laughs> yep. you know, there's like kind of like a tournament like thing going on. And like, and I was like, I will beat everybody in here for any amount of money. That's how confident I am. And I will do it with one hand. And they're like, come on, bro. Really? I was like, dude, I'm that good. Like, I don't want to play. I will ruin this game for you guys. And they're like, oh, you got to do it now, dude. You're like, you're hyping. The-. And I was like, all right. So I'm like sitting there with like one hand and I'm like talking to people and I'm just like destroyed. Like, they're not touching me. Like, I'm perfecting. Like, because there's people who've never played this game before. And like, I got to the point where like, uh, there's nothing they could do like any strategy so i'm like yeah i'm going through and like i'm juggling them like you could do like infinite juggles of people in that game, yep. but there's yep. nothing they can do uh and i was like just hitting random i was like give me a random character i don't care like it was like destroying people with like any character uh and it got to the point where like we don't even want to play this fucking game anymore this is bullshit <laughs> like everybody <laughs> quit the game like and i was like yeah uh that was that that felt good it felt good uh, yeah yeah like uh, the emptiness where it's like you like Alexander the Great conquering the known world and like weeping yep. when he breaches the ocean. <laughs> there, that is the double-edged sword of being the best at a game in your group of friends, where no one matches you for like that, or they want to stop playing and you never play that game again. You know, it's yeah. it's it's. Or you just get great. bored of beating also, everybody. Like, yeah, I had that same thing for chess. Like, I, I mm-hmm. picked up chess early on. Yep. Uh, I don't know, like it, like something just clicked with me where I was like, oh, this makes sense. Uh, yep. Like I learned it in like half an hour, like from some guy teaching me like at a bar, yeah, uh, the same bar where I was learning Mortal Kombat. He's like, <laughs> oh, you might want to play chess. And I was like, yeah, all right. And he like showed me like how all the pieces move. And he's like, and that's how you play chess. And I was like, all right, let's play. And like by like the fifth game, I was like giving him like some competition. Nice, <laughs> like, nice. like the 15th game, I was like beating people at the bar. <laughs> uh, and this is like, third grade second grade yeah like, yeah was super young and then so like i go into like fifth grade i think is like when everybody else like in my school started picking up chess yeah same like, oh, let's, let's play chess and i was like all right yeah and i just started beating everybody like before like the class would start uh yeah but that gets boring where i was just starting to let people win or like giving them <laughs> tips as i'm giving them it, oh, yeah. you could do this or that like yeah i had a couple of moves like yeah, you have to elevate your comp- the competition around you so you can get better. Yeah, um, tips true. and tricks. I, that's funny you mentioned chess. I absolutely love chess, and I got and the same thing that with fighters happened to me in chess, where I had no competition. I ended up playing my dad, and my dad was stupid good at chess, and I had no idea. Um, <laughs> one day, one day we got to a stalemate. Uh, I think it was three games in a row we got to a stalemate. He's like, "You're getting too close. We're never playing again." To this day, we haven't played again. <laughs> He's been right. practicing, man. He's got the apps. He's like, right. right, right. He's got the move yeah, apps or whatever. Up, like, uh, like the professor <laughs> decided he was going to pick up some chess at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had like the app on his phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, oh, you're playing chess, huh? And like, I don't think he knows. Like, I was in a chess club, like in junior high. Like, I was, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't like competitive or anything, but I like played enough where I was like, I understand, like, where you are about to, like, you just have to study at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, 
And like I'm looking over like the professor's shoulder, and like he makes like two moves, and it's like, oh, you're about to be checkmated in eight moves. He's using a very basic gambit to like do the uh, seven move <laughs> checkmate here. Uh, you're getting trolled by this twelve year old. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, there's no way you can stop it now. You've already messed up. You already messed up. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, huh? And then like a couple seconds later, he's like, shit, he checkmated me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that'll happen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, damn, chess. Chess is probably. Uh, the greatest board game ever, right? Like, yeah, like from a competitive it. standpoint, and you are always learning it. You are always studying it. Um, if uh, I, so, I wasn't a part of a chess club. I really liked it, but like, you know, there's there's like this social construct with what's being in a chess club or whatever that that I was like, I was too much in the crowd to like join one when I was younger you know but every time all the chess club kids i always i always played against them you know i'm like I'm like yeah whatever it's like what you what are you doing oh yeah i was playing basketball but fuck that let's play chess all right so so i mean always loved it <clears throat> but uh wish actually we should we should probably play some chess at one point i haven't played it in a while i'm probably i probably suck yeah, but I, i'd get my ass handed to me like since yeah. like they left that junior high club like probably like 14, 15 years old. I was like, I haven't really touched the game since, dude. Yeah. What reignited my interest was actually probably three years ago. Um, I'm walking downtown and uh, they have like these giant chess pieces, like just on the sidewalk and you can, and whoever can play. I was just messing around and just like moving it. And this old guy comes up on with like a cane or whatever. He walks up and goes, Hey, Sonny, you want to play? I was like, okay. He just destroyed months. me, but like, he was giving he was giving me tips, man. He was this dude was this dude was nuts, and he was all like, "Yeah, I'm, he's like, hey, I'm this Elo," and uh, <clears throat> I didn't realize if it was a high Elo or not. I looked, and this dude like for the state of Minnesota is like was like top ten. I was like, "Damn, yeah. this dude!" I was like, "He just, this, this dude just walks around like the old the old uh, kung fu master, and just you know, <laughs> looking at people. I, I he's, he's goddamn pie maying it." <laughs> I would say like. Uh, there's a lot of common with like fighting games and chess where it's like a lot of strategic thinking, a lot of like yep. uh, moves. Like in certain games, I know like Tekken is like, uh, no, not Tekken, uh, the kind of that same era, Virtual Fighter, where it's like you put in inputs almost, like you program in uh, your moves before you're going to do it. So you could like program in like a, a move set and then like you're hoping like two or three moves ahead of like your competition in like <clears throat> virtual fighter. And that game is uh, so different from any other fighter, dude. Like, uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, virtual fighter five was the, was another game that I took competitively. Uh, if you look I'm on virtual fighter two, bro, I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I get, it. Arcade, I get it. The roller rink skating around, uh, enjoying <laughs> yep. life. And I'm, you know, you find like a little token or whatever. And you're like, let's get it out boys. Yep. Uh, you so play this game. And it's like, <laughs> You're like, I've played Mortal Kombat. I've played Street Fighter. Like, I kind of get it. You're like, yep. what the fuck is this? Like, I'm hitting the button combos that it says do things on the little, you know, uh, yep. kiosk, yep. The, the marquee, and it does nothing. I'm like, I'm, and it's like, no, that's not how you play this game. Right. <laughs> uh, Virtua Fighter is probably the most technical 3D fighter you can play. Um, I will say, like, execution-wise, it's it's has the strictest timing and it's my favorite 3D fighter. Uh, Tekken is right up there. Um, Tekken focuses a lot on on uh, juggles and really long strings and stuff. And a lot of the moves are a little more fantastical than like Via Five is or Via Virtua Fighter in general. Virtua Fighter is a little more based in reality. 
both are incredibly high skill ceilings. Um, I and really like easy to get into. But if you play against pros on every level, there's no chance in hell. Um, but the last tournament I went to was Combo Breaker 2019, and uh, I participated in the uh, Virtua Fighter Five side tournament. Can we get the combo? Combo, yeah, for sure. And so a little backstory for me on on Virtua Fighter Five um, when it came out for Xbox. Wait, wait, wait one second. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Lock Killer Instinct? Yep, yep. Okay, yep. I'll, I'll get I'll get to it. I think I'll I get played to it. it for where it come on uh, Sega, Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo. It, yep, it was licensed oh, from. Did, wasn't Nintendo. there a bootleg like BioFreaks or something for Sega? Like maybe that's PlayStation. Uh, I think BioFreaks kind of bleeds together. Like when you yeah. have like way older brothers and like yeah, yeah. 90s era like. Uh yeah man, I played. I think we borrowed it for like a week or like rented it out, mm-hmm. and like we're like, what is this game? This uh, it felt like like a bootleg Mortal Kombat for me. I don't know, maybe it's because I already had the affinity. It's it's how you play it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Killer Instinct was focused on really long combos, and then the breaker system. Uh, yeah, I think it was, was just too young to understand. Like, like it was like, like yeah, taking a lot of high tier systems. Uh, and yep. Yeah, putting them together from like different genres where it's like, so, oh no, this is about like uh, countering combos and then like uh, entering into a combo stance and yep. like it's, it's a lot of timing in it. But it's a it's a very technical. Go God, uh, it's a very technical you're, fighter. You're uh, a killer in combo breaker twenty nineteen. Yep, yep. So I, eating I, French fries, looking <laughs> around. Have a hat you know, with the beer cans on it. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, so the. Tournaments I signed up for were Mortal Kombat 11, the Virtua Fighter 5 side tournament, and I was there super hyped for the Samurai Showdown, uh, like kind of early play test there before it before the new one came out. Uh, so I joined the VF5 room, and I and I haven't played it in a while just because you know it's one of those things where local competition wasn't there and the online mode kind of just died off, so it's just like killers that are there. Um, my character is Brad Burns, and he and I got really good at that game to the point where if you look on the xbox live leaderboards i i'm pretty sure it's still like top 20 but at one point for my character for like clearing the arcade mode i was third in the world <laughs> so yeah. you know played a ton and then for as far as like online wins i when i was playing it actively i i was like top 20 um up to i think i got to like the top 10 at one point but it's just such a you just have to keep playing it um, definitely did some some tournaments for it um, when it was active and won a few. So I, I was confident. I jump in and these guys have like never stopped playing the game. And some of them were were previous like Evo champs and like tournament winners. And um, I got just destroyed. It was it was humbling, but it was like the best experience because I'm like this. I I didn't feel I I definitely got beat, but I didn't get outclassed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so like, it's like you were saying where it's like at a certain point you get to a level where it's like you can only like net play so much different than Mm -hmm. like uh that latency like in person and then like you can only get that level of competition in person and like nobody has that friend group right locally like you said it's like you have to go to the arcade or something you have to go to these tournaments to actually experience it like i I don't know i sent you that clip where the guy's like putting up money and he's like crying that he lost the money they're like what happened he's like you know i just wanted to play against real people i want to play against like the best and we don't have yeah. it. It's like you cry because you lost the money. Like, yeah, dude, I did well this way. It's like, yeah, what do you yeah. think was going to happen? Do you come into like a, 
a lion's den with like a piece of meat, dude. Like you, yep. you get eaten alive. Like, yep, yep. It's uh, it's like, it's the best. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, it's like it's like you're like a a lion entering into another lion's den where you're like kind of like getting yep. pitter pattered around a bit, and you're like, okay, this is I didn't get outclassed here, and like yeah, uh, that's a good feeling to have. Where it's like if I could spend some time with these guys, I could probably be more competitive with them, and mm-hmm. but that's the only yeah. way to get that experience. <laughs> it's like go yeah. find yeah. these guys, dude. Like yep. Yep, yep, very true. Uh, so let's go back to Killer Instinct here. Uh, so you're right. It came out on Xbox as a launch title, had the free-to-play aspect. Um, really solid fighting game, really, really die-hard community around it. And uh, the reason why I bring up Combo Breaker 2019 is because it is the premier Killer Instinct tournament. Uh, I, I wasn't playing Killer Instinct, you know, competitively at all. I loved the game. So when that when that was on the main stage, I, I made sure to book it to the, to the, to the event room and watch it live. That game at high level is so it's it's ballet, dude. It is so artful. The breakers, just the the setups that you recognize as like a casual player, that that these pros also recognize and are countering back and forth. Man, it is so incredible, so much fun to watch. Um, and uh, these people with like with like the uh, f- like their finishers. It's like the if if you're familiar with the series, um, you get like a finisher that's like a it's basically a brutality in Mortal Kombat, but you know, like an ultra, yeah. if you remember the ultra, uh, ultra thing. And these guys like will always reset it, so you're doing like like three ultras in one, <laughs> so it just goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of it's like I I feel I'm pretty sure that community, if like it was a really good match, they won't do the disrespect. They'll just leave it at that ultra and just leave it at that if it was super yeah. close. It's a part so, of stage too. I feel like when they get towards like the uh... yep finals will do it just for the hype it's the same thing with like mortal Kombat. like you don't do a fatality on like the the winning match if it's like if you're like on the main stage like most people won't you know so it's it's like one of those like like in-game respect kind of a thing uh like like definitely disrespect happens and that's like when you're in any combat game or sport even you know i feel like there's like a a huge psychological element to it because like (laughs) i've been watching like uh some League of Legends like talk where they're like we have some of the most like, they have some of the t- most toxic community. Yep. Uh, but I think because like I was watching like uh, I f- I feel like any other stuff and I'll wrap it back around to fighting games here. But like yes, at the high level, there's like I I, I was watching like strategies on how to win in League of Legends, yep. and one of the strategies that like uh, a high level person was doing was like just talk smack, like look at the match histories of everyone you're playing against, find somebody who's like already on tilt, like on a losing streak. And just, like, target them and just, like, start talking smack to them. Like, you know, keep it appropriate. You know, like, nothing, like, too crazy. But, like, you know, just be like, hey, what were you thinking there? Why why would you do this play? It looks like you died again. You know, this kind of stuff. It's like send them on tilt so that they're down a player, basically, where you want them to rage quit. Uh, (laughs) But, like, I feel like those kind of, like, strategy guides or, like, people, like, giving you tips and tricks, like, in our arcade section didn't really happen. Like, we didn't understand, like, E-frames and stuff in America. And, like, in Japan... I feel like why they have like such high level fighting communities, like they had like magazines like uh Capcom as like SNK, they were putting out like magazines and player guides on like how to play. I remember like uh I forgot who it was, but it was like a high level player. They went to Japan for the first time and like he was like getting his like beat like by like a, a store yeah. clerk there. He yep. was like, What is happening? This doesn't make sense. Some old dude man in the shop just like joined this and like beat me the brakes off me. Yeah. Uh, yeah like there wasn't a lot of that here until like recently where like uh 
like translations and stuff start coming out like uh even yep. like in chess where it's like basically you're uh like the chess club is like just reading strategy guides all day long it's not fun it's like okay let's read these different strategies and then like we're going to play against each other to practice them and like see how we can apply it to like what happens uh we yep. didn't have that for our fighting game scene here like we don't even have arcades like yep. <laughs> so it's yeah, uh, like not like they have in Japan, where it's like you sit down and it's like uh, next to you like and banks yeah. of them, you know. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like you might find like one or two uh, stand-up arcade machines. Uh, yeah. Where, yeah, so like I, I feel like America's probably ten years behind <laughs> like, in terms of skill. You think? Or? Yeah, for now. I, like, I think I think online play has definitely and the uh, just the fact that the internet exists has helped bridge the gap more. Uh, but you. You're right. Uh, like I think the the East definitely has an advantage from just level of play. There's a Street Fighter player and comments. Um, please fill in who that is. I can't remember, but uh, very famous for actually moving to Japan just to raise a skill up. Because he's like, I he's like, I need to know, like, I I'm here in America and I need to be here. <laughs> you know, so like even like if you build up like your fighting community locally, like there's like these mm-hmm. lion dens out there, man. Like. Yeah, like it's like people in like the Dominican Republic and like there's like a scene down there. There's like yep. uh, Pakistan has a scene. Like there's just like a lot of small places where it's like hard to get in or out of the country, but they have like those same style of arcade. Like uh, like Japan, I think it's like the Green Arcade. I think that the, you know they shut down, but that was yep. like kind of like the scene. It's just like a wall of trophies where it's like yeah, we have tournaments here, and like these yeah. are the people who are the names and like you get, yeah. Remember, Shout like, out uh, ATL for the Tekken community down there. They're they're. Uh, Doing big things, Tekken House, man. Shout out to ATL. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, it's it's yeah. We're coming up on like our scene, and I think even like our high level players, like a lot of people will move to Korea to play like a lot of different esports over yeah. there, like to get like the high. Uh, yeah. There's just like an access to like a higher group of like players that we don't. Again, it's like when you get to the best in your friends group, and you're like, well, like, what do I do now? A lot yeah. of these guys are moving to like other countries to train over there, man. It's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's the good thing about like the net code improving and like, mm-hmm. cause like everyone was like, Oh, killer instincts kind of like a dead game because they're like, we're done. It's balanced. Like all the characters are out yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, and so like, everyone's like, Oh, it's a dying game. Nobody cares about it. And then like, they're seeing like a resurgence right now. when like a lot of people are moving to like, even like smash bros. They're like the, I think the, GameCube one, there's like people who like rip that apart and like start like building like a better net code. Slippy like, net GG. Making. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're starting to do that for other games too, where it's like the latency is crap. Like Japan doesn't care about this stuff. And like we yep. have to like reverse engineer like in the fight community, like to play these high level matches against other people. Dude. Y- yes, the fighting sharp. community keeps, they're, they're so good at keeping their individual games alive but also the community like like emulation advancements were from the fighting community wanting to play arcade perfect games um like rollback netcode started from the fighting game community because they were sick of having horribly laggy matches um it's you're right it's it's incredible and it's in a good space and the these games that people love playing like rollback and, and stuff goes to other genres as well and improves netcode as as well so the fighting game community is absolutely incredible i'm not going to get into any of the toxic stuff that's happened um but let's just speak on the good good of it and it's as far as keeping their their game alive i can play like akatsuki blitz camp right now which is a game most people i talk to um 
in real life has have never heard of. But I could play it online with somebody in you know another state or you know country right now just fine because the fighting game community just rallied around netcode. Net it's incredible. Um, I will I will say this, and we can't have a fighting game discussion without mentioning the granddaddy of them all, the the chess to the genre, the OG, the most balanced Championship game. Championship boxing for the Atari <laughs> 2600. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Oh, yeah, man. <clears throat> the, the game that made the FGC what it is, the series that single-handedly revived the FGC, Street Fighter themselves. I love Street Fighter as well. Yes, I'm wearing a Fatal Fury hat. Yes, I talked about Mortal Kombat and every other game, but that was by choice. Fighting games don't get to where they where they were, where they are, where they've been without Street Fighter. Um, Capcom in the 90s has had such an influence on everything. Hold back to block. You know, uh, people learning iframes. Just, it's Street Fighter 2 Turbo. If you've never played it, especially the younger generation coming up, if you want a great basis on nearly every single fighting game concept and execution, play Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Um, jump on Fightcade or whatever of your choice. Get bodied by by all of these killers out there. Um, the... I, I can't speak highly. I can't speak highly enough of Street Fighter Two. Um, Street Fighter Three is probably the best technical fighting, like two D fighting game, ever. The parry system was phenomenal. It led to the greatest parry moment of all time with Daigo versus uh, uh, Justin Wong, uh, the Ken versus Chun Li, like full parry moment. Um, fighting games don't happen um, to where they are without Street Fighter. Uh, every other um, FGC talk and 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 just anything will always harp on Street Fighter. So we, you've heard it all. I'm not going to go in on it, um, Chip. If you have anything to add, but I think I think About we, the Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, honestly, never got too into it. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. Okay, like, I don't know. Like, uh, we played MVC, so you played like the characters and stuff. Yeah. Like I don't okay. I've played it. Like I said, like it was like never the thing that I committed to. Yeah. Uh, there's always way better street. Like again, like with the iframes mm-hmm. and everything. Everywhere I went, there's like people who are just way better at Street Fighter than me. Kind of yep. like you're saying, where it's like, oh, go on there and get like handed to you. It's like everybody I've ever played Street Fighter with, like, always beat me up. Like the most I've done in Street Fighter is like kind of beat the solo, done yeah. the story mode, like its story in the loosest sense possible. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like it's fun man like i don't like definitely get on play some matches and stuff but for sure uh, i don't know like i didn't really like i think going in from mortal Kombat first to street fighter yeah it had weird expectations all around i think it's where, a like, different everything yeah it, it controls a lot tighter a lot better mm-hmm. uh the executions are better like you even in Mortal Kombat, even though you came like, from MK One, so yeah, Street Fighter's <laughs> execution's better. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's just like it's so like clunky in MK One to like Street Fighter, where it's like everything's smooth and you can like get off things, but like yep. so can your competition. So I don't know. It's 
there was never like a tutorialized mode or anything like in those older games. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to kind of figure it out uh, on your own and that's fun. Uh, but for me, it was like, now like, Oh, this is the thing I'm going to go around and like play with other people. It was like, Oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. And you're right. Hondas. Street fighter has the most killers per capita than any other fighter. I feel <laughs> like you could, you could just jump on. I, I was playing, I was practicing, uh, uh, Street Fighter uh, 3 at work and a dude walks like as I, I had it on Switch and I'm playing in, my, in the break room and this dude literally walks by me and goes, goes unhook the Joy-Con, let's play. I was like, what? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I love Street Fighter uh, and you know he didn't realize how good I was at it so he got his ass handed to him but yeah. we, we played my entire lunch break. Uh, I, yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. Uh, so where did I want to go with this? I can't remember now. But it's a lot of killers per capita. You can run yeah. down the block and yes. run into uh, yep. machine gun Timmy, who's going to gun you down real quick. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Everywhere there's lurking. You got Jason with his knives out on down the block. You got, got uh, Ronnie doing drive-bys uh, with his E Honda moves, dude. Like you never know. <laughs> like everywhere. Like yeah, that's kind of like chess. Where like I got to a level in it, and I was just like. I need to study this game if I want to get better. And like, I don't yeah. have that passion to like, yeah. join, like start like, you know, figuring out that high levels. And like, I, I was kind of lucky where I was like early on the internet, like uh, yeah. in my elementary school, they had it. So I was able to like look up stuff for uh mortal Kombat one and stuff where I like, I could get like the move sets and like print it out and like run home and be like, all right, time to unlock these uh, ancient ruins and figure this stuff out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For so, sure. Like, I, I had that stuff for street fighter. It was just like, I don't know, like in my adolescent brain, it was like hard to put things together. And also yeah. like, I don't know. We touched on this, like in an early episode, like when all you have is older brothers, like you kind of have like a little bit of a fear of just like dunking on them. I remember I beat my, the brakes off my one brother and uh, I want to say it was killer instinct. This is why I never got into killer instinct. I think <laughs> <Get it. laughs> you want to go like deep psychological, uh yeah there's like i think killer instinct on the sega uh if that's where i came out was that sega it came out of super nintendo yeah super nintendo was super all these games and shit bleed together uh sure. but you'll see why you're gonna say so i beat yeah. the brakes off them like we just got the game i think again i think it was a rental yeah and, like i just like destroy them like it kind of was mashing buttons but i figured out like the pattern of buttons to mash to like do kind of what i wanted uh so I was like able to like you know repeat and like do like uh the moves over and over again. I think I was like Glacier sure. or something. And I was just like sure. you know I destroy him, and he had been played you know because it's a rental. <laughs> yeah, been playing nonstop, and he was just like, oh, just your your button smash, you piece of shit, <laughs> just like backhands me, <laughs> like ah shit, fuck killer instinct, like, bullshit. <laughs> you associate it with pain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so man, yeah, yeah. Uh, so killer instinct uh <laughs> that's the thing it's so button, instinct, dude. But, <laughs> button mashing uh people yeah. get so mad at which that just means you're not good at the game if you're losing to button mashing that's that's like at the end of the day the um, skill level button mashers i swear I'm, I'm <laughs> i got that high level right right uh so so going to um let's let's talk about fighting games what what just from that community from the genre what you can learn from it in game dev uh, I always look to fighting games for a few things: um, game feel, execution feel, and uh, balance. So, fighting games are just defined, and they're they're iterated on um, after, like you release it, stuff's broken. Then you release a patch, and it gets better. People break it again. Um, like Street Fighter's a great example. Be patched. 
Yes. Should we try and go back to the old uh, <laughs> Street Fighter 2 Turbo? No way. Like have a perfect. No way in hell. Uh, King of Fighters 11, I want to say. Whichever one was god-awful. It was either 11 or 12. That was when I first had the newer art style. Um, I have it behind me, but I'm not going to get up and grab it. Um, I was I was super excited for the game. It had like a brand new art style. I'll put it up here. And uh, the game came out, and it was broken as hell. The online was broken. The actual game, w- pretty much every character had moves that were, that were just terrible. And uh, uh, Raiden, in that game I ride in, uh, was like a wrestler. He had a move where you could handcuff yourself to the character. So he'd grab you, spin you around, and slam you, and you would be stuck. You couldn't get out. You couldn't hit <laughs> him, and the game and he would just time out. And there was absolutely no like special execution for it. It was a normal move, <laughs> and that never got fixed. Um, there was other things that were just completely wrong about the game. Maybe it was Cough Twelve because Cough Thirteen is the best one um, as far as that era. So yeah, there's so yes, fighting games have to be patched. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. uh, I, but I will say it's um, been settled. It's one of those things as like, uh, in game dev is if you don't listen to your community in for fighting games um, or something's broken and you don't react right away, your game is dead. So I think that um, us as right now hobbyist game developers, when we, whenever we release something, we should definitely pay attention to the community. And this goes for everyone else like creating a game. Um, your, your job is not done when you release it. Um, my job's some- done. I'm like, this is it. It's over. You get what you <laughs> there's, get. There's something. There's always something you missed. You know, I know. I, I'm still <laughs> at the point where it's like, we're, I, I feel like we're almost like hobbyist level. Yes. It's like we're not really charging like real money for these things. Yep. Uh, I do listen to like the feedback and stuff, and I take those lessons learned, and I'm like, I'll apply to the next thing because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I've had like anything where I'm like, oh, this is gonna be like a breakout thing that I can develop into a full idea. This is worth yep. like putting like everything like my best efforts into it's like oh this is like a fun thing this is the thing i wanted to play uh, yeah did i enjoy it yeah then I, all right that's it i got a thing that i enjoy and uh yeah i don't know for lessons learned i would say yeah you have to have you know tight controls it's like we're i think touched on a bit where it's like camera controls and character yes uh you definitely need like good input good control i'd say like if you get to a point where like community feedback's important you should hire a community manager or get a community manager volunteer yes because uh, like you don't want to directly interface with the plebs the unwashed uh smash bros and Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> card players out there yeah you need like yep. an in between yeah uh, because they're like why aren't you doing our ideas and you're like it's really hard to do and if we did that all the things like <laughs> yeah uh, like you can change things at a certain point but it's like you're tweaking things on a spreadsheet for yeah. some stuff and it's like it's like deep game systems job, right like yeah. it's not noticeable it's like a negligible thing mm-hmm. right yeah there, there's definitely things like don't take everything to heart and do whatever the fans say it's at the end of the day it's your game but i think that there it's really good for just uh just it's learning how to iterate and then like they feel some someone may find something game breaking that you missed you know it's just kind of like yeah. not i would that. say yeah, definitely like squash the big bugs that are like game breaking. Yeah, but also yeah. I would say look more for the symptoms of the problem that's, that's coming yeah. up, and yeah. not because like people will say something's bugging them, but that's not the actual problem. And like you kind of gotta go deeper. Yeah, and I would say you should develop that toolkit yourself when you're playing other games. When you run into something and you're like, oh, I don't like this, yep. ask yourself like, 
why don't you like what like that interaction or like what happened and then yeah. like try and like go deeper down and be like how would i fix that so it doesn't happen again uh so like i would say like get good at uh, identifying symptoms and then looking for the underlying problems while you're playing other games uh, yeah. any type of game yeah yep. and that's like a, a great lesson you could take away from uh fighting games especially because like there'll always be balancing issues especially like with the always online uh future we're heading towards uh and it'll be yeah. the faster you can identify and improve and like fix like those gaps like the, the yeah. more enjoyment your community will have like whatever game you're making for sure it's great uh, so let me, we're nearing the end here. So I, I promised a tier list of who is the best smelling community in the fighter fighting games. And this is based on my experience at combo breaker 2019. The best, well, I'll start off top three. And so let's just be clear. Keeping it positive here. Smash brothers definitely had the worst smelling players. Not it's, it's not, it's definitely not a, a thing of they all smelled bad. It's that, well, the ones who did smell bad were Smash players, and they smelled terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, I think I think also like anime fighters t- tended to attract people who just had Probably a stricken anime gods out there had a uh, just aversion to bathing. Uh, so, <laughs> but I will say top three best smelling players. Uh, number three, the Soul Calibur community actually. Those guys uh-huh. really smell just fine, you know. Nothing, nothing, nothing overly terrible. They smell just fine. Number two, <clears throat> the uh, what was it? I'm sorry, I had it in my head. Let's oh, just, okay. let's just the MK community was just fine. Like like from the people I because they they were they were just fine. Um, I was in the group. I was in the like I was competing there, so I was in like the giant mosh of people. No, no air and smells. It was fine. No issues. But, but the best, no the best smelling no community, and it was the biggest community at this event, was Tekken. Those guys, okay. uh, those guys should be on an advertisement for body wash. I swear they they all smelled great. A lot of them like smelled better than great. You know, it's not like I'm like out here going, you know, but yeah. <laughs> but I you notice, like you know, community yeah. has to like they have like a little bit more like a. Stunting a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, a little yeah, bit they, more. For sure. A little bit more with the theatrics where they come out. They come out like dressed proper. They come out looking good, smelling good, feeling great. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Man. And like they, they like to, uh, you know, do a little bit of flares. Like uh, after they win a match, they'll yeah. get up. Yeah, they get super high. Stand a bit. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of yep. uh, prestige in that community. I feel like. Uh, yeah. Where they they hold themselves to a higher standard because like the. The top players in there, like they'll come out, you know, three gold chains and stuff, and they're like, "I'm out here, what's next?" Like, yep, um, yep, yeah, yeah, dude, it was, it was, yeah. So, shout out to the Tekken community, you guys, and and also, I I played Tekken casually, like I definitely at a higher casual level than a lot of people, but um, they are super welcoming. Uh, uh, you know, they they gave great pointers. They're they're funny. Uh, even like the shit talk they did. It it was it was it wasn't like malicious, you know what I mean? Like some some of the fighting games we're talking just it just gets so personal, and you're just like, oh, I never want to come here again. They they would just like rag on like just random stuff, and it would be funny. It'd always be a good joke after the match was over. You'd shake up and you'd be fine. Like yeah. absolutely love the Tekken community. Um, Can we take I, a sh- moment to acknowledge though that mm-hmm. the Tekken combos 
are just some of the non the most nonsensical like combos in the fighting community. <laughs> it's like hit like opposite but it's like you're playing DDR instead yeah. of like a fighting game, dude. Like yep. it's yep. like, oh, hit like these random like combo buttons to make like anything happen in Tekken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. you have to execute it perfectly. Like it's yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like that that game, like I went back to Tekken three because I used to be really good at Tekken three. Mm-hmm. Uh not great, but I would say really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, where like I could like yeah and like I played my other buddy but I hadn't played in a while and he's yeah. I think had just been playing recently yeah. and I was like oh yeah let me play my old uh, favorite guy and like I roll up and I'm like I don't remember how to play this game at all <laughs> like I used to be able to, like do these like really good combo like when yeah. you get it when you get in that rhythm that DDR like I have, yeah. like the game is designed to be played on an arcade stick yes and so like if you're like with a controller. You're like this doesn't make sense, but if like you could tap like this, I guess it, it would make all the sense in the world. Yeah. Uh, but if you're a filthy casual like me on the outside of the Tekken Three world, yeah, you know, just like how, why, why is these buttons laid out like this? Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> yeah, Sorry for, for that sure. quick aside. No, 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 that works. That works. Yeah, no, man, that's that's great. So let's uh let's get to what we were playing lately. Um, I'd like to start off if I can. <clears throat> So over the past yeah, week, uh, what games? Yeah, the past week I've been just going super hard on Neo Two. Neo Two, like I said last week, it's it's uh I think I said it last week. It's supplanting like Ninja Gaiden as my favorite Team Ninja title. Um, it is so the control it controls so tight. The bosses all feel very fair, um, and the game has seventy hours of content, I guess, including the like the DLC. So I'm going to be playing it for a while. Um, it's like. It's like the action game fans, like dark, like plus Dark Souls. It's so it 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 is incredible, man. I I can't speak highly of Neo two enough, but that's not what I what I wanted to talk about. There's a little game that just that um, hit early access has been out for a while, but just really blew up this past week on Steam. That game is Valheim. Uh, I typically don't play survival games. I generally just they just don't click with me i get bored really easily and i don't want to spend hours chopping wood or mining gold or whatever it just usually doesn't work uh my wife got into valheim so i'm playing it um my friend group is really really heavily into valheim to the point of purchasing a dedicated server uh yeah yeah, this is this is this is real stuff dude and i will say i am i am enjoying the hell out of valheim actually uh, it has it's definitely a lot of survival flavor. One of the cool things is when you're knocking down trees, the tree actually gets knocked down. You can knock over other trees with it, or if you're underneath it, it'll kill you. Like I haven't really seen that <laughs> okay, in other yeah. survival games. It's pretty like even like knocking down trees is hardcore. Um, the best part though has been you when you there's like in-game kind of missions that aren't really laid out, but you find like altars in the world. Um, I did the first boss fight just last night. I killed two deer, put it on this altars, and summoned uh, the deer god. Uh, this deer uh, had like electric powers and was a giant ass deer with red glowing eyes. And right. it became a Dark Souls light boss fight. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And then you get like antlers and you can make a pickaxe and stuff. So, so that type of like combining boss fights into a survival game that's mostly pve 
has breathed new life into the genre for me. So while my, my wife likes like building a base and has, has a goal and things, I want to just kill the next thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there's definitely something for both of us there. And like the game supports 10 people in a world. So like as a giant, like a group of friends, like they, there's a big community that uh, one of us has like a, it's like a trader right now. So she's grabbing everything and then like, we'll, we'll barter it. So there's been, it's, it's given a lot of emergent gameplay and it it includes people that that I don't typically like we don't just don't play the same type of game so yeah. so like it's expanded my like perception of, of like in there there's something for everyone yeah yeah so it's it's been fun um there's definitely times where I've gotten bored and wanted to play something where I can kill something really quick but uh you know yeah. uh that's that's just me and the games I like to play what I've been doing is just like taking a break uh, uh, like, uh, <laughs> a break and playing uh, like Tetris 99 on Switch. That's the other game I've been playing. It's just something fast paced and just I can get like an instant gratification for. Um, and uh, just go back to Valheim. So I got to say, as far as survival games go, um, I like I said with Rust, which I think believe you'll talk about spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't like the all PVE all the time thing. It's just like it, it ruined like just the base building for me. And I thought the combat was clunky. Uh, but the PVE of Valheim, the general world that it built, and the uh, boss fights that you're discovering really breathe new life into that genre, and I'm enjoying it. We'll give it to you, Chip. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing a ton of Rust. Like we just got it. Uh, we've been getting into it. I had a ton of fun with it. Like, like you're saying, like the guns in that game control like no other guns in any other game ever. <laughs> yeah, they're like their own thing. Like, I don't know. Uh, we were basically in the Stone Age. We've basically upgraded to like the Metal Age now, so we have have some guns. Uh, and my one buddy, uh, we set off like a satchel charge, which is like to uh, raid another base. So we're trying to raid a base. And when you blow up something in that game, like everybody comes out of the woodwork to like that area. <laughs> uh, so we blew up like one door, and like we're running back with like the little bit of loot we got. You know, it's nothing crazy, but we're like, oh, let's raid them. They're kind of jerks to us whatever you don't need an excuse in that game you're just like oh, yeah. we're gonna do what we're gonna do yeah uh, so we blow up we got like basically we're running back to our base we get gunned down by like these gamer chads and like all suddenly like uh we killed one of them uh i got like two attacks i killed like another guy i injured the third guy in their group yeah uh, we had three and they had three so they won the overall exchange but that guy was so injured i was like oh he's gonna be dead uh he's he's gonna bleed out uh, or if anybody else shows up, because like there's gonna be more people. Uh, so like yep. we all respond because it's right by our, our main base, and like all these zergs of naked people are like running in to like try and see what's <laughs> going on and like steal some loot. Uh, and like our one buddy like goes up to the tower with our new gun and he's like trying to shoot, and yeah. like, it takes him about like twenty minutes, and he's like I can't hit anything. Boop, boop, boop. He's like I got my shot now. He's just like just just headshot after headshot because he finally like tuned it, but takes. 20 minutes of actual combat to like figure out how like the basic rifle works in that game. Uh, so yeah, that game yeah. sucks, man. It's great. <laughs> I, I, I think like that I'd say like, I'm almost done with it. Like it's like last night, uh, I messed up cause I've ventured to the North where there's like a, a bunch of sulfur mines, but cause there's nothing going on and we're watching the UFC and I was like, uh-huh. Oh, I'll uh, just do some crafting while I'm watching the show. Because there's always something that game's basically a mobile game. There's always yeah. something to do in there. Yeah. Uh, if you look for it. Uh, but I went to the Great North to like do some mining. Because uh, I was like, oh, this is kind of mindless. It'll be fun. And as I'm going through the North, like I thought our base was pretty good. Like we got like 
three to five people at any given time playing uh, okay. pretty regularly. And we have like a decent size base for that. Uh, it's pretty big because uh, we're by a bunch of like solo and dual players. Yeah. Uh, but in the great North, man, there's like 15, 20 man clans. And it's just like these monstrosities. And I'm just like, I don't want to play Rust anymore, man. <laughs> like, I'm never, we're, we're never going to be able to compete with that level. Like, even if we all got our best shots and like we could do, we'd have to be running like four, like KDA, like four to one. Yeah. Like, we'd have to kill four people that are one death to like be competitive in any fights. And like yeah. at our current level, I don't see that happening. It could, it's possible. But again, the people who play Russ play a lot of Russ. So it's like, I don't, I don't see it happening, man. <laughs> uh, it. So it kind of disheartened me to the whole gaming experience of Russ where I'm like, I don't know if I want to play this anymore. I assume next week when we talk, it'll be a different story though. Cause I feel those, these types of games has, have like, like you said, you have a giant story that could have been a movie that just happened to you. There's like yeah, a lot like, of emergent stuff that happens where I think like that, we're in this scenario. Uh, my buddy, like I was trying to teach him about like uh naked gaming in there because like mm-hmm. you can start off with like a rock and like snowball into like some really good equipment. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, Oh, let's go do a quick naked run real quick. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, come on, bro. I'm going to teach you about like uh, the snowball. And he's like, all right. And so like you start with like a rock and like I'm hanging against the tree. I get enough uh, wood to build a spear, like a wooden spear. So I make two wooden spears. I toss him a wooden spear and I have one. And I'm like, all right, man, let's go down to this harbor area. We're going to check out this area. And like, also like, we see a guy like running by with like a machine gun. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's a guy right there. And he's like, where? Uh, I was like, down there. And I was like, come on, let's try and get it on this guy. So like we start like chasing him. And this guy's just running, so he he must have like a bunch of stuff on him, and he's like just yeah. trying to get back to his base. Yeah. And like my buddy like hits him once with the spear, and like he just keeps running, and like we're both like chasing, and like I come around for the flank. Uh, my buddy yeah. like hits him again one more time, so he's probably close to death. The guy turns around with his machine gun, guns down my buddy. Uh, all suddenly out of nowhere, another dude like runs out with a bow. He also starts getting gunned down. I'm on the flank, so I just like poke this guy once with the spear. He gets dropped. Uh, the guy with all that, uh, the machine gun and all the kit is gone. But, like, I pick yep. up my buddy. We loot this guy who, like, has, you know, like, bow and, like, all this other, like, armor and stuff. So we get all of his gear. And, like, we just start running back. And I was like, that's it, baby. That's the snowball I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> so, like, we start with just, like, a rock and ended up with, like, a full, like, bow kit, like, leather armor, like, all this, awesome. like, up, like, 400, like, metal shirt, like, fragments. Like, uh, that's the come up. And I was like, that's the snowball. That's how you do it. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, so yeah. There's like constantly like those little story moments like emerging. Uh, yeah, which is fun. But I don't like the people who play a lot of Rust. Play a lot of Rust. I think there's a lot of cheaters in the game. Yeah. I can't prove it, but like it's kind of known it. in the community. Like where it's like, uh, you'll there's like the the big one. I think it's called like ESP or something where you can see through walls or whatever. Uh, and like, okay. so I'll be like down in the middle like uh, mining, and then I'll be coming back and like a guy will kill me and like I'll spawn somewhere else and like he'll like immediately come to the area i'm already at and like i'm like how did he know i was here it's like i just clearly knows some stuff you know like yeah there's, yeah there's some shenanigans going on here like i can't prove it but i can't feel like, it, it seems yeah. a little bit too big of a coincidence on on some things that happen but yeah. I, I think that's a lot of online games but it's <laughs> true. still fun still enjoying it true uh, true yeah man uh i know we had a list of things we wanted to talk about next but um you said something in your story that really brought a huge conversation topic for me and i think we both have some experience with this genre rts's you mentioned like zerglings and a zerg rush there 
Um, I okay. think that could be a maybe maybe next week, maybe uh, in the future. RTS, yeah, yeah, because it's a it's a genre that's definitely pretty much died. Um, it has like one game one game representing it of StarCraft Two, and it's kind of on the yeah. come up again. So we'll see. We'll it, see. It what, feels like a lot of people are trying right now to yeah. recapture the magic. Yep. Uh, yep. I don't know if you can. Like, I feel like I don't. Know, I guess we could save it or whatever. But I, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's hard to capture, recapture uh, again with like skill ceilings. Yep. I feel like RTSs have like such a massive skill ceiling that it dissuades any ca- like filthy casuals from playing. I I have an idea, and I'll save it. I'll save it. Uh, I have an idea. That's, that's a teaser. That. That's what it's a teaser for next time. A little, a little spice in the gumbo is tease you down. <laughs> what industry is this? The food industry? <laughs> a little extra. <laughs> a little extra, I'm yeah. I'm hungry. I'm going to go have lunch. <laughs> for sure. For sure. God damn it. I want, now I want gumbo. <laughs> 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 Sounds good. All right. All right. For uh, Chipmunk, I'm Mr. Gimpy. This has been The Combo Wombo. We are available on YouTube and, and all of your favorite podcast the devices. Corner, the arcade. And, the arcade you'll find us you'll find us on them sticks <laughs> pick up them sticks bring your quarters there it is get your tokens there it is find us at a local chuck e cheese beating kids <laughs> they don't have Beat fighters at chuck e cheese anymore it's so dumb so what? dumb there's they don't have fighters at chuck e cheese anymore it's like all ticket games it's the dumbest thing i went to a birthday party for my niece and she's like and you're like oh I bet there's something here i could do and you're like yeah was, no. yep yep do they at least thing. have the bar no no, what? there's no bar. There's no what bar. What kind of sober world are we living in? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I went there. Nice so I went there on like a Sunday. Maybe there was a bar. I just didn't see it. But yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't. Know. I, I feel like this is the thing. Like as you get older, mm-hmm. if you're not like an alcoholic and you don't have like a drinking problem, yeah, uh, you don't know where the bars like, are. All of your drinking buddies like kind of like stop drinking, but like yeah. where you're like, oh, I could still just drink. Like like I'll be at a kid's party and like have a couple of beers. Like I don't have yeah. a problem, but it, yeah. you know. I'm an adult, so I need like some some uh, liquid uh, courage to enjoy enjoy the kid stuff going around. <laughs> well, just being able to like talk to people and listen to them about their kids because I don't have any kids or anything. Where yeah. it's like it's usually like a family member or a really good friend where I'm like, oh, let me spend time and I want to catch up and I want to listen to a bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, and like you know, alcohol makes that more enjoyable for me for sure, for sure. <laughs> All if right, I'm at but... a casino or you know, or at a you know, a kids arcade, which is basically a casino. Or they still have like a adult arcades also, where it's like just for adults. The bars. Yep. They have they don't have a lot of fighting games either, dude. There's usually like one or two like sad, it's... broken arcades uh, cabinets out there. Yeah, yeah, it's, they they exist. Like uh, I think one of them in uh, the downtown area here had uh, it had Mortal Mortal Kombat two and three that I saw, and there was definitely a Street Fighter Alpha machine. So, but There's yeah, I think a the mythological arcade somewhere. That know, with the, with the game you want to play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right, bro. Well, for all, all right. of us at Combo Wombo, we'll see you next week. Keep, keep looking right. for that mythical arcade out there. All right. And <laughs> drink at kids parties later. Yeah. And drink appropriate, drink responsibly or not.